How's it going, Nashville? This is the Nashville Fitness Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Chris Beavers, where we will unpack all things health and wellness. We will clear up common myths, highlight amazing fitness opportunities, and bring you guys the best information about health here in the great city of Nashville. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Today we are hanging out with Matthew Miner from Massage by Matthew. Uh, he has been voted uh, Nashville's best uh, massage therapist uh, two years now and uh, in the running again for a third year. So uh, Matthew, dude, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. Yeah, happy to be here. Dude, so tell me a little bit about you know your background, how you got interested in massage, and uh, how you ended up here in Nashville. Uh, I ended up here in Nashville... Um well, I've lived here ever since I was 12, so I'm from the area, but uh, I used to live a little, bit, a little bit north of here, and the, re- the way that I got into massage was that I was trying to get a free massage. <laughs> That's funny. Like, yeah, it's a true story. So, like, I used to be a welder back then, and so I had kind of a hard job, and, you know, just being a welder, it wreaks havoc on your body. Super tough on the body. Yeah, and so I was looking for a change of career, and so something on opposite of from that spectrum was healthcare. Yeah, Something clean. way different. Yeah. yeah, super clean. And so, uh, yeah, I looked in and I got a technical college that kind of reached out to me and they had different careers there. And then I was originally going to go for ultrasound and uh, also good dude. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, they had that career that I was kind of looking at, but then they had massage therapy there, and I asked the tour guide if I could get like my fifteen minute shoulder rub, and <laughs> I, I was joking at the time, but I ended up getting the the massage and uh, <laughs> at the time I had headaches every single day like Yikes, migraines man. from work and life and that kind of thing so I was kind of feeling miserable and so uh, one of the instructors worked on me for 15 minutes and I felt instant relief that's a that's incredible man yeah so it was pretty life-changing and she asked me you know if that was something I was interested in and I was enrolled in school for massage therapy that day. Yeah. <laughs> quit, my, awesome. quit my massage same day and started school three days later. Oh, dang. Dude, talk about quick turnaround. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, it really made a big impact because, you know, she taught me how I could help people not just with, like, migraines but lower back pain and even with issues such as anxiety, uh, depression, and insomnia. And yeah. I was, I was sold. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's crazy how, how I went from like an exploration of like, I'm not even in, like massage wasn't even on the radar. I just needed a massage because, you know, you're having migraines and things like that to say, man, here I am three days later. Now I'm enrolled and this is kind of my career path. So Exactly. Yeah. And it, it was funny when I started massage school, like it, I instantaneously knew that I was a massage therapist. It yeah. Was, I loved anatomy. I loved everything about the bones, the names, the, where everything connected and, uh, yeah, it was really cool. There's a lot. There's a lot in there, man. There's a lot that's going on. Oh, absolutely. Hey, I, I think most people. I don't think most people appreciate that. Like, you guys have a pretty strong anatomy, you know, background. To, you know, I mean, obviously we do as PTs as well. Uh, but man, y'all's anatomy background is is pretty strong. I mean, to kind of describe absolutely. the process of school a little bit and kind of some of the learning that, that kind of goes down with some of that. Absolutely. You know, like we don't do four years of school or eight years of school like you know PTs, chiropractors do some or even longer than that. Um, our training is nine months, 11 yeah. months, and, but they drill us every single day with anatomy, kinesiology, every aspect of, the, of anatomy itself, and basic anatomy, so that we can actually be safe and, you know, give that safety to our clients and uh, the public. Right, absolutely, um, yeah, you can't just have some random guy out there dropping elbows at people, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah, you gotta know where stuff is, because you can actually hurt somebody with massage. And, uh, <laughs> yes, you can. Absolutely, so, uh, 
yeah, they taught us about pathologies, the endocrine systems, the inter uh, integumentary systems, uh, aside from the muscles and bones and such. And so, yeah, for five days a week, I studied about seven hours a day for <laughs> 11 months straight. Yeah. And I, I still think that wasn't enough. Yeah, so. it's, it is pretty crazy. I mean, PT, I, I mean, it was the same thing for PT. I mean, I'm in a class all day and I'm studying for five, six hours a day in order to just to understand it. Uh, there's probably some, you know, we have some fluff in there, obviously with some more pathology and things like that. But I mean, the crash course of anatomy that you guys get is, I mean, it's, there's a lot going on in there. It's a yeah. ton to learn in such a short time frame, oh, plus yeah. techniques and, and everything else on top of it. Yeah, so. the language is completely different. I mean, like if you're, you're basically learning a new language. Oh, 100%. From layman's terms to, you know, medical terminology and... <laughs> and you got to be able to relay it back to patients as well, which is, is, is the tough thing with it. So... Uh, so you went to school, and then obviously now you're kind of on your own, and kind of walk us through the process of really how you, you got into your own business and why that was maybe an interest to you. That was an interest to me because, like you know, you can work for. Uh, there's a lot of therapists out there which they, you know, they're comfortable working for somebody else and that. But then you also have uh, us therapists who love to work for ourselves. We enjoy the freedom of making our own schedules and you know having the control of our own product. Right. And that's where I kind of fell into. I've always had that longing for. I just never had the experience. And sure. you know, working with chiropractors, PTs, personal trainers, you know, it gave me that confidence to kind of move forward with starting my own business. Yeah. Did and you Did you start right into your own own business, or did you later transition into it after kind of initially getting out? I later transitioned to it. Yeah. You know, I was definitely Probably a smart call. Yeah, I was an employee. I was working, and I was kind of you can call it an apprenticeship in a, in a sense yeah. because I learned a lot from these doctors and and uh, people that just knew you so much more than I did. Sure. And so it, like I said, that gave me the confidence to kind of start my own business. And I started independently, uh, contract work, and then finally I was just like full on, this is my business and started out, which uh, that's been three years. Yeah, so. that's impressive, man. That's 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 Thank great. Uh, so yeah, hit, hitting the three year mark is is a big. Uh, I mean, it's a big thing. Obviously, surviving coronavirus and other weird things uh, that that maybe got in the way of that temporarily. Yeah. But man, back back on the grind and still still doing well, which is wonderful. I love what you said though. You said, "Hey, I wanted to start my own practice, really, to to be able to." control the quality of your product a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know that's why I started my practice was for exactly that, to be able to, to mm -hmm. say, hey, I know how I want to treat my clients and, and I don't want anybody else telling me how to do it. Uh, so I love that you kind of had that wherewithal to be like, all right, I want to do what I want to do. Exactly, you know, and, and, and you start to build that confidence. Like, you know, some therapists, they'll, they'll build, that confidence is already there as soon as they leave from school and that's totally fine. Mine, I had to build because of my own self and my own person. I had to build that up, and you know, and it took maybe what five, six years for that to happen. But you know, I regret nothing of what I learned because I learned a lot, and I think that's partly why I've been able to be, you know, best of Nashville for two years, uh, just because I, I opened that to my clients uh, from all that experience. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a game of reps. You know, the more reps you get, the more patterns you can recognize, the more you can pick up on. All of these little subtleties and, and it makes you better at your craft. I mean, it's that's what it's about at the end of the day. So, you know, describe to us a little bit about you know what what's the goal of a massage? You know, what is it that's actually happening? Kind of walk us through the process of like, hey, I, I walked into your office. Like, what are you trying to do or accomplish when, when I come in to, to see you? Yeah, that's a definitely a broad question with massage therapists because you know we have different goals. Of course, you know, you have some working in spas, some working in chiropractic PT offices. Um, but I want to say like the general goal of every massage is that you want to leave that person, your client, uh, better than, they, than the way that they came in. I love it. So 
whether it's balance, whether it's to relaxation, you want them to feel great, you want them to feel healthy. And that's the purpose that I put, except I put a lot more science and in-depth into it, which, uh, yeah, I, that's what I influence with every single client. Yeah, absolutely. So so really, I, I think it's, it's an easy easy thing to say, like, hey, man, I'm going to... I want you better than you were when you came in here. Exactly. And what are some of the ways that you kind of go about doing that? You know, obviously just hands-on stuff and kind of describe to me, like, there's a hundred different ways you can do various different massages. Absolutely, yeah. So I label myself a rehabilitative massage therapist, but of course, you know, the effects of massage can actually influence a lot of um, balance in your body, which you really don't know that's there. You have some knots you uh, that are in your pecs that will run up in your shoulder forward. You'll feel it in your shoulders and such. And of course, uh, it'll help you feel a little bit more free, a little more healthier, and you'll be less prone to injury, as well as um, uh, feeling better in yeah. your quality of life. Yeah, which and, is which is huge. Yeah, and with some of the stuff that I do that I've learned throughout the 11 years that I've been working as a massage therapist, uh, I've been able to work with a lot of like fascial, myofascial, neuromuscular, TP assisted, and isometric stretching, which is basically working to improve that quality of your health. Yeah, absolutely. How do you how do you work on some of those systems? Like what's kind of the go-to? Obviously, you've got your hands, which is the, the big piece. Describe some of the, the techniques that you might use and that uh, our listeners maybe don't, haven't well, seen before. One example is whenever somebody walks in uh, to my office, I'm first thing is I'm looking at their gait. Yeah. And I'm looking at the way that they walk, I'm looking at the way that they're sitting down, the way that their shoulders, maybe one's higher, maybe one's forward mm -hmm. than the other. And so I'm analyzing what I'm actually going to work on in that hour, 90 minutes, or two hours, uh, even before you sign the paperwork. Yeah. So that's one a huge example of like what that's I can good. use as my, you know, a tool in my arsenal. Yeah, and that's then good. I use the techniques that I've used and that I've learned from... Uh, you know, all my years that I'm like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and do this today. This is what your body needs. Uh, I'm going to deviate from the protocol that I have with each client so that I can go ahead and work on this knot. I'm going to stretch you this way to increase and try to perfect that balance. Yeah, that's huge. I, I love that you actually take the time to sit and assess somebody. I think it's probably the, the beauty of being able to be on your own, right? You've got mm -hmm. the time to do that, Absolutely. Uh, which is a huge piece, you know? I mean, as opposed to just saying, all right, well, my back hurts. I'm just going to kind of willy-nilly you know, work on, on your back here for whatever reason. It's like, man, you've got the time to sit and assess and try to understand why somebody actually may have pain, right? Yeah, and it's funny because people don't even know that I'm doing it. I'm yes, yeah. there and they're just kind of like talking about their life or sure, just saying how they affect it. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to definitely work on this and yep. that, and then it's all in my head. And then I'm just like, you ready to work? Yeah, exactly. You've got a list of a hundred things that you want to work on right there. Absolutely. Yeah, I do the same thing. It's like if somebody's walking in from the door to, to the office, it's like, man, I'm already watching the way that they do things and trying to understand. It's like, but that's huge though. I think that that's probably what separates you from, from most other folks as opposed to just saying, well, I'm going to work on the painful area or whatever it is that you want me to do. Mm -hmm. Actually trying to get to the root cause of some of this mm -hmm. as opposed to just throwing a, you know, a bandaid at it, right? Because if you're not getting to the root cause of it, it's going to perpetually be an issue for them. Yeah. You know? I've been uh, told often from some of my role models in massage that, uh, you know, pain is often a liar. So like yeah, you're right about that. I'm sure you've heard it the same way. Yeah, it's so like if you find one spot, you might actually see that it's coming from somewhere else, or you might be able to find something with your own patients and clients that you know they didn't know that was there, which I get told often. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, always, if you sit and chase pain, like, you're going to be frustrated, the patient's going to be frustrated, it's like, yes, you need to work into that area a little bit, you know, get them some, you know, get some change, help them start feeling a little bit better, but man, you got to dig into that, that root cause and, and really try to stop this from coming back. Exactly, and this is why I always try to, you know, encourage getting a massage regularly, even if you do a lot of recovery on your own end and yeah. your own time, is because, you know, when you have that assisted hand with that knowledge, you know, you can do so much on your own self and the body, but if you have that kind of, you know, person that you can go to, like, it makes a world of difference. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, obviously you talked about some, some benefits of kind of restore and balance and things like that to the body. Describe some other benefits or really the importance of kind of getting a, a regular massage. Like what kind of things can you help with? You talked about aiding and recovery a little bit. I'd love if you maybe expounded on that. Yeah, aiding and recovery. So um, there's a lot of techniques that help you recover faster. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of athletes, they do that. Uh, they have their own personal massage therapist on their own team or they hire their own, which I've been hired many times by uh, different athletes personally to yeah. go ahead and get that added feel so that they can be ready for the next game, for the next meet. Yeah. Uh, Michael Phelps, uh, you know, with the cupping thing, he did that after every single meet so that he can be ready for the next one. Yeah. And... You know, That's why these guys are able to recover so well. You know, we sit and wonder. Exactly. It's like, how can these guys beat themselves up? And some of these guys are 30, 40 years old. You know, Tom Brady's case, for example. Exactly. These guys are still out there, but they've taken such good care of their body. Like I said, they've, they've hired you guys and other folks uh, in the past. So Exactly. And, you know, with cupping, with uh, different things that we use, such as, you know, trigger point therapy, ART, active release technique, you know, it all works very well and very efficiently. Um, yeah. You just got to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so describe to me some of the techniques that you, you might use, right? Like, I think some people may think of a massage, right? They think, oh, like I've got a, I mean, like a spa setting. It's real laid back. I might have somebody kind of you know, rubbing on me a little bit. It's like, it, I know that's not what you do at all. So kind of describe to me some of the techniques that you use and, and kind of ways you go about accomplishing what it is that you're looking for. Absolutely. So whenever somebody comes sees me, I um, always like to palpate and feel how tight the tissues are, yep. whether it's fascia or if there's a knot under that uh, fascia. And fascia is itself is a connective tissue that you know can get. It's supposed to be malleable, but it can get very tight and it sure limits your range of motion. So myofascial release helps with that so much. Neuromuscular is kind of the same thing in a sense, but um, I use that to go ahead and loosen that connective tissue before I actually get into the trigger points. Yeah, and so uh, once I get loosen that up and I get into the trigger point, then I'm able to kind of find a little bit more mobility, you know, your shoulders moving a little more freely, mm -hmm. and then I utilize some of that assisted and isometric stretching so that you can, your joints can start to feel a little bit more loose. Um, That's great. Yeah, and the assisted stretching is something that a lot of my clients uh, actually are very fond of. Sure. Uh, just because, you know, either they don't do it enough at home or they're able to fully relax uh, when they go into the stretch. Yeah, it's pretty hard to, you know, to, to get a stretch sometimes uh, on your own. And when you got somebody kind of assisting you in that, it's like, like you say, I can fully relax now and really expose my, my joints and muscles to, to ranges that it hasn't found itself in, in a long time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so it's, it's very effective work, and I believe wholeheartedly in stretching. I think it helps keep us young. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so the more that you keep yourself flexible, and you keep the muscles flexible, I, I have a belief that it's less prone to injury 100%. and spasm. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're, I mean, the the best the best way to continue to feel well is is moving often, right? And oftentimes we don't, right? We sit in one position for hours upon hours, and then we wonder why we have neck and low back pain and everything else. And obviously, some of the techniques that you you offer and, and people being active that's the, the biggest way to bulletproof your body. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I believe yeah. So you kind of mentioned uh, you know an ongoing cadence of, of regular massage. How often should somebody get a massage? Uh, bi-weekly, like every two weeks, is something that I tell people all across the board. Now, not not everybody can do that. Sure. Uh, so I always try to tell people three to four weeks if you're not able to do two weeks. Yeah. At least. And yeah. You want to try to use, get once a month. You want your body to go and remember the massage that you did, uh, you know, two three weeks ago. And if you the longer that you go with that, your body's going to go back into that state of tightness and knots and such because our bodies hold memory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it goes back to the position that it was in, in before. Yeah, you know? so you want to retrain that memory by doing it a little more consistently. And even if you do it more consistently on the front end, you know, once you graduate, then you can start, you know, spreading those massages a little bit longer. Yeah, absolutely. Is there other things that you, or other techniques that you use to kind of get somebody to maintain some of that in between sessions as well? Yeah, cupping has been my favorite thing to use so far. I love cupping, it. Yeah, cupping is like something that, I, uh, that I've been doing for about two and a half years now. And That's great. Last year is when I incorporated into my services as a product and uh, as a service, and it's uh, been quite amazing to see all my clients. Yeah, tell me about cupping a little bit. Like what, what you know, I think most people are probably familiar with it because of Michael Phelps, right? Walking yeah, around with his, uh, his uh, spots on him uh, pretty extensively. I think it was really popularized. And I know I got started getting a lot more questions about it at that point too. Yeah. Uh, several years ago at this point, which is kind of crazy, but uh, man, cupping's popular right now. Like, what you know, what the heck is it? What the heck is it doing? And uh, how does it benefit folks? So, cupping has been around for ages, um, and it's suction cups. Which I, there's three different types: there's silicone, there's hard plastic, and then there's glass, which is fire cupping. So, if you see anybody with like match in a glass cup, that's that fire cupping. Um, but of course, all across the board. They work very efficiently to go ahead and uh, break down tissue, break down that real tough knots that, that you know, sometimes those cell amputees are, you know, take 90 minutes to get to. Yeah. Uh, so cupping helps aid in recovery and increases in efi the efficiency of that recovery so that you can go ahead and, you know, do your meet time two days later. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So on the back end of that, you know, you can slide the clubs over the skin so that you can actually break down some of that fascia and connective tissue. Yep. And it aids in that a lot quicker as well. Yeah, I love, I, I like the dynamic cupping, you know, being able to kind of roll it over the skin and kind of get some movement in there. I, that's, a, that's, a re, that's one of my favorite ways to, to do the technique as well. So mm -hmm. tell me more about um, other ways that you've used it. So do you do like a massage first and then finish with cupping or what's kind of the cadence of that or do both or one or the other? I actually blend the two. Yeah. So I use Thanks a lot for. of the techniques that I've used, like, you know, I, I do that myofascial release right before I do start to do the cupping and then I target the areas that needs cupping and that's where I apply the cups. And I found that when I start to do that blended with the massage itself and I'm working on another area, uh, people start to forget the tightness that sometimes or you know uncomfortableness that cupping can, can bring. Sure, sure. But uh, yeah, so I use that in blended and it works three times better as if I did cupping alone or massage alone. So yeah. I like to blend the two and you know, I move the arms around with them on and that kind of thing. And yeah, I, I 
I won't go back. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So you said you, you'll put the cups on and actually kind of move body parts with it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's super smart and probably the best best way to get some change in that tissue. My clients wouldn't necessarily agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, let me yeah. bound this tissue down and start moving this arm around. But uh, like, why, why do you think that the cupping or, you know, why do you think cupping is effective? And, and obviously it sounds like it helps loosen the tissues up quite a bit more, but I'd love to kind of hear your, your opinion on some of that. I think it's because uh, whenever you apply the cup, you know, you have this rush of blood that kind of yeah. sucks up. And of course, if you put that right over a knot, I mean, you have a built of a lactic acid that's right there that's covering mm -hmm. it into that little ball. So like you build that up and you're pulling a lot of that fascia, some, even some of the muscle tissue up in there. And then when you let it go, it disperses fully so that it's all broken down and it's able to you know have that fresh blood flow through there yeah. so that it can bring all those new recovery agents and you know the faster the blood's pumping then you're you know it aids in recovery yeah that's huge i i think it's definitely smart right let's let's flood the area with some good quality blood flow that maybe hasn't gotten in a little while especially when we've been sitting around at our desk all darn day exactly and some of those knots compress nerves too so sure like, they do. you know if you have a knot right on top of a nerve that you know is shooting down your arm or you're feeling some numbness then of course it can actually alleviate that that discomfort or that numbness yeah tell me about some of the the conditions that that you've kind of seen or, or been able to treat with massage effectively I and mean, uh, we could talk about this for two hours right but some of the things that you've seen hey massage really has helped with with these type of, of kind of pathologies or injuries, etc. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that I can think is migraines. I mean, yeah, migraines, uh, tension headaches, and that kind of thing. A lot of the fascia that that brings up a, a lot. Almost everybody out there has some muscles in their neck or shoulders that are tight. Yeah, absolutely. And so. I like to personally work on migraines because that's how massage helped me. At first. Right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of your story, right? Exactly. And so I've seen a lot of help with a lot of, um, you know, assisted stretching with, sure. with some neck pulls and that kind of thing. And I've had the most success with that. That's great. That and lower back trouble. Yeah. So working on the psoas, you know, I know mm -hmm. I do a lot of psoas release on my clients who uh, opens up their hip. Yep. They, you know, they usually, you know, when the psoas spasms out, it's hard for them to sit straight up or stand straight up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, and so as just the hip flexor for those of the, uh, those of you who are listening and maybe not sure of that term, but yeah, just the hip flexor. That's great. Yeah, the hip flexor. No, uh, it's one of those things that I love to work on because I've seen the most benefit from. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I do a psoas release on somebody on the hip flexor release it, uh, and they start to stand up, they kind of stand up a little bit straighter. They, yeah. It's just, their pain is almost always gone, and it's rewarding. Yeah, it is. It's very rewarding, and that's why we get into this line of work. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fun to take somebody who you know struggled to walk in or struggled to bend forward and pick up a you know a barbell in my case, or, or really bend over and play with their kids or whatever, and they couldn't do it, and then they walk out of the office feeling better, and you're like, man, this is this is why I showed up this morning. Exactly. You know what I mean? It happens to the best of us. It happened to me like six years ago. And I was tying my shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, dude, seriously. And that's because I wasn't, you know, recovering well, I wasn't doing that, and I was going hard on exercising and stuff, and then I went to go tie my shoe in the morning, and I stayed there. <laughs> You're like, oh gosh, I can't get up. Man, it happens to me as well, you know, yeah. we, we all get a little dinged up sometimes, and, uh, but the key is, is prioritizing that recovery, and uh, I, I love, you know, talking about some of the crazy things that you guys can work on. I think people are pretty shocked. Uh, like, I mean, I've seen people, and I'm sure you've seen it too, especially mm -hmm. for headaches. I mean, people will go, I mean, they've been down the, the medical system like nobody's business, right? They've seen mm -hmm. their primary care. He's thrown, you know, hey, take some Advil, come back and see me if you need me. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, then they're getting brain MRIs and all this other crazy stuff. And you're like, 
man, I could have just like worked on the muscles around your neck. And I mean, I, I see the same thing, right? With some dry needling or some other tissues around the neck. Exactly. Hey, we give them some strengthening exercises and, and start working on that tissue. And it's like, oh, I don't have headaches anymore. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry exactly. that you spent the last two years with headaches. Yeah, and the it it saddens me a little bit whenever I you know I have people come in and you know like they've taken the surgery route and such and so sad yeah and I'm not saying not trying to discredit anybody or any doctors out there but of course you know like you know there are there other options that maybe we can help yeah and that's why we do what we do is we try to offer that to our yeah to our clients yeah we're in the business of of preventing people from surgeries I feel like it's getting a little bit better but there's definitely still some surgeons out there that are very quick to to recommend surgery and. And patients, you know, when they're they're in that situation, they got a, a position of, of power and authority telling them, hey, um, you know, I've, I've got neck pain. I've had it for a long time. And they got a person in authority telling them you need surgery. And maybe they fear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you've had, you know, neck pain all this time and someone's telling you your only option is surgery, well, yeah, you're probably going to do it. Exactly. Um, and, it, and it stinks because people don't know about, you know, massage. They don't know about PT or chiropractic care or some mm-hmm. other alternative means in which to to get them where they want to go and, and again that's why we show up in the mornings and, and try to and why we do these podcasts so people know about these opportunities and the reward is whenever somebody hears this and then they come see us and they're able to feel that relief and they're able to get that you know they're able to expel that fear and yeah. they're like wow I, I can do this yeah. yeah and I think the spine you know especially around the spine you know low back pain I mean low back pain has such a bad connotation to it. I mean, people are scared to death when their back starts hurting. You know Absolutely, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Because they've seen their parents or their grandparents or somebody else in their family, you know, struggle with back pain their entire life, and then they they ended up with surgery, and now they're you know maybe back, we have worse shape than they were in before, and so it's just this kind of never ending mm-hmm. cycle. And man, people get scared to death when their their spine starts acting up, and, and then they stop moving, and then they're not as active as they once were, and then that just reinforces this behavior. Exactly. Uh, and, and I love that you, you have some of these tools in the toolbox to be able to kind of pull, you know, kind of releasing some tissues and getting folks back to where they want to go. Absolutely. And that's a, what a lot of us massage therapists, you know, we get a bad rep because, you know, whenever I, it happened to me even today where, like, I tell somebody I'm a massage therapist and, you know, the first, you know, idea is that I work in a spa. Yeah, right. <laughs> Calming you know, music. Which is totally fine, but at the same time, like, we, um, you know, even people in spas, you know, when I worked in a spa, I always try to help every single client that can come in sure. and just be like, hey, this is going on, this is kind of here, and this is why I kind of started my own business, so I can actually have a louder voice in that and say, hey, this is what I do, and this is how I'm going to help you. And a lot of massage therapists out there, like, we, they know just as much as I do, or, sure you know, much more, like my role models that I follow. And so, um, yeah, just... Kind of look for a massage because then it's not a bad thing to do. It's yep. not. It's not. It's one of the best recoveries that you can do from your body, uh, aside from chiropractic MPP. Yeah, I think it's huge. You know, to be able to prioritize some of that and being able to say, you gotta take care of your body, man. You got yeah. one body, and if you sit and beat the crap out of it five, six days a week in the gym, or you know, man, you know, hard labor at work, or, or whatever, it's like, dude, that's gonna catch up with you eventually. It will. Yeah, recovery is such a crucial part of your exercise and your healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the biggest reasons why I see injuries kind of starting to crop up, right? People just don't prioritize that stuff. Yeah, and that's the common misconception that people have with massage that they don't think it's a part of recovery. They yeah. think it's more of a luxury, but sure. it's an absolute necessity. Yeah, I think it, I definitely think you guys are kind of unsung heroes in a, in a lot of regards, right? Like people just don't think to say, wow, I need to go, you know, they think, oh, something hurts, maybe I'll go get a massage then. But you can be really be preventative with it, you know, based on many of the things that we said. 
Uh, and I'm sure, you know, I'd love if you maybe spoke to that a little bit. How have you seen some of this prevention stuff kind of, you know, are doing massages regularly help prevent injuries from being a, an ongoing issue for folks? Well, I've had some clients that I've had, I've had a, a number of clients that I've seen for years. Yeah, and sure. in that time, I've been able to see them uh, progress from, you know, when they first come to see me, their posture was a little off or they had some sort of complaint. Uh, physically and they've been you know throughout the years you know they were doing all these extra things and now they've been able to kind of like limit some of the things that they've done because massages help them or they've coupled therapies like they saw a massage therapist and a PT or a massage therapist yeah. and a chiropractor so they've been able to kind of like just combine those two when it absolutely helps their body yeah absolutely yeah. it's it's huge and I think you know, a team approach is always the best way, right? It is. You know, yeah. you've got your skill set that that's like I wasn't trained to sit and work on people, mm -hmm. much like you were. I'm sure your hands are better than mine in many cases, right? But in mm -hmm. some some things, but it's like from a joint mobilization standpoint, like that's our wheelhouse. But if mm -hmm. we can get some soft tissue work and some cupping attached to it as well, boom! Now suddenly someone's got this really ripe environment to to help their their body heal and get where they want to go. Yeah, and you know, a couple of those clients, you know, like that I have, they. Um, they're ultra marathoners and they're yeah, that's able, great. and you know like they're pushing retirement they're they were in fear of that they only had like a couple years left and here they, they are six years later yeah. still running as hard as they did if not even better than then because they've been able to get consistent massage every month or every two weeks yeah, yeah. so that's the goal that we try to influence with everybody yeah i love it man you know again i've seen i've seen some 70 year olds who are who are running half iron mans i literally had a guy in here doing half Ironmans at seven years old, which is crazy to me. Oh, absolutely. I had a 50-year-old doing muscle-ups recently. I'm not and, about that life. I'm, yeah, you know, no, no, me neither. I'm, I'm happy with my five miles a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> which exactly. Is like, yeah, That's impressive in and of itself. And I'm walking most of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm you're still moving. Holiday. That's and all I, about I surprised myself when I said that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Oh, but wow. man, you know, you got two ends of the spectrum. You got, yeah. you got option A, which is like, hey, I'm not gonna prioritize my health and wellness. To work out hard, beat the crap out of my body, and then wonder why you can't do the things you want to do. Exactly. And, and then, you know, and when you're 50 and 60 and you can't move around worth a dang, or you've got 50 and 60 year olds who are ultra marathoners running around and doing the things that they want to do yeah. because they prioritize that health, that recovery, and, and really said, hey, I'm going to take my health and wellness in my own hands and, and get where I want to go. Exactly. And age is not a number. Like, if, not you, are, if you are young and you're exercising every single day if you're training for an event and that kind of thing or even if you're not and you're just sitting in an office and you you feel like your body's not in a good position that's those are the people that I love to help because yeah. of course it's the people that that you know in 10 years or 15 years your body's going to go ahead and see the havoc that it's going to be from sitting at a desk or from putting a lot of motion in your body from those events yeah so all across the board massage helps those people to live a better life, not just for that day or that month, mm. but also 15, 20 years down the line. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's I mean, it's like a savings account for your body almost, right? Exactly. It's like, let's make those deposits now uh, so that I can retire, so to speak, yeah. at the back end and still be feeling good. You exactly. Know? Huge 401k at the end. The, yeah, the, exactly. The your, your body is a 401k. I love it. Make those yeah. deposits now. That uh, compound interest will kick in great for you, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, Matthew, dude, this has been great, man. Tell me how uh, you know our listeners get in contact with you if they want to book a massage or, or find out more about your practice. Yeah, I'd be happy to uh, mention. Uh, I have a website, which is the easiest thing that you can do to go ahead and look at more information about me, which is www.massagebymatthew.com. Uh, I have my 
history, my mission, uh, my schedule on there. You can actually book online. That's great. And if you don't see anything or if you have other questions that you want to ask me personally, you can always email me or text me. Yeah, perfect. And we'll drop all that contact info. Obviously, it's on your website, but we'll drop that in the uh, in the listener's kind of box here at the bottom. And, uh, dude, Matthew, thanks for your time, bro. And uh, this is great, man. Yeah, thank you for having me here, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Don't forget, educate yourself, surround yourself with positivity, and take care of your body. It's the only one you get. Education is the key to a stronger and healthier you, one person and one community at a time. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and leave us comments. If you want to find out more about us and how to maximize your health and performance, check out our clinic on Instagram at Momentum underscore Sports PT or at MomentumSportsPT.com.